the alternative stories and fake realities podcast. Audio drama, poetry, fiction. You're listening to the Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. In this edition of the podcast, we look at the work of poet Roy McFarlane. Roy has two collections with Nine Arches Press, and as you'll hear, his poetry explores themes of activism, identity and jazz. The readers in this podcast are Cam Elliott and Hadia Morris. Hi, I'm Roy McFarlane, poet and playwright. I'm originally from Birmingham and the black country, now living in Brighton. I'm of Jamaican parentage, born in Britain, and I'm the author of two collections, The Healing Next Time, um, with accolades and awards, acknowledgements from... Um, T.S. Eliot and the Jalek Prize, as well as my first collection, Beginning With Your Last Breath. Both of these bu- books with nine artists press. Looking forward also to a third collection coming out in autumn 2022. Papers is from my first collection, and I guess I'm exploring the first time I received the news that I was adopted and all the implications, all the emotions that came in that revelation. Papers. The day I was called into my mother's bedroom, the smell of cornmeal porridge still coloured the air, windowsills full of plants bloomed and dresses half done hung from wardrobe doors and her singer sewing machine came to rest like a mail train arriving at its final destination. Foot off the pedal, radio turned down, she beckoned, touched me with those loving hands. Shrouded in the softness of light from the net curtains, her eyes filled with sensitivity, hesitated as she spoke to me. <sighs> Sit down, son. There's something I need to tell you. She picked up her heavy Bible with gold-edged leaves, turning the pages as they whispered, and somewhere, in the middle of a psalm, she removed the sheet of paper which read, In the matter of the Adoption Act, 1958. And I'm lost, in the reading of a name of an infant shrinking into the cream background, falling between the lines. Only the tenderness of her voice drew me out of the margins. Words fallen, now echo. We adopted you from the age of six months. Enveloped by this revelation, I couldn't move. Imagined it couldn't be right because I knew my mother. The aroma of her Morgan pomaded hair, her olive oiled skin, the wise scarred throat that she hid under buttoned up blouses. And like a hymn, I found myself telling her, it's all right. It's all right. Black History Month. <laughs> uh, it kind of makes me smile about the the one month in the year that um, 
we get to talk about black history and and yet we've got to we've got to acknowledge the importance over the last decades of black history month but you just want to get to a place where history black history is just history constantly still putting it on the margins is a dangerous thing it continues to be a dangerous thing because it still says we are not part of the mainstream we're not part of the the history and yet we are the core element of it black brown white we are all part of history stop separating the whole notion of history but again living in a in a western environment and i'm just thinking about britain and america we still have to bargain we still have to put ourselves out and making people hear that our history black history is as valid is as important it is the core essence of human history and until we fully comprehend that then hey we're we're going to struggle we're going to continue to struggle but yeah black history month is needed clinton mccurbin 1987 this is part of a series of sonnets looking into deaths in custody whether that be with the police in prisons or in the mental health clinton mccurbin is very personal to me because at the time of his death I was in Wolverhampton Centre on my lunch break and I guess this poem evokes not only the individual but the whole of Wolverhampton, this, this thing that happens live in the moment and how it's had an effect on me. Clinton McCurbin, 1987. We moved through the city like a tide, surging through the shopping centre, filling and filtering into different shops. We followed the flow and tasted fear, heaviness in the air. The moving stream whispered along and I heard. They killed him. The stream swelled as it curved through the mall. They killed him could be clearly heard like a pool of water dammed. Ahead we tried to look above each other's heads and I heard with anger said, they killed him. Somewhere, somehow, inside of next a man was held tight around his neck and they never let go until he was dead. They killed him. And like a swollen dam, a community stood still in disbelief spilling and pouring into evenings of disturbance. They killed him. We wailed, we lamented, whilst a lone voice cried out in the midst of Wolverhampton. Babylon kill him. Babylon kill him. Babylon a kill we are and nobody no see. From the late 90s, literally to the present day, 
but but certainly the 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 noughties was a decade of activism where I was on the streets involved in march going to inquests um doing training across the UK of anti anti-racism training and looking at equalities and I guess the second book the healing the next time kind of takes on board that journey in so many different ways kind of thing especially the um the deaths in custody being so aware of so many of these incidents being at inquest being on marches i had to find a way to put it in words to put it in my poetry and 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 really as a poet you can't separate the individual from the poet and i guess it is my life looking at social justice looking at inequalities it becomes it, i live and breathe it and i like to think that i am part of a tradition of great poets um that have gone on before me and i'm taking on the baton to be a witness to write those stories to inform a new generation and and future generations of the struggle and what we as a as a community should be doing and most of all to t- to talk about love because if we're going to ever come through on the other side we have to have love for one another joy gardner 1993 This one really jumped out at me when reading and researching about Joy Gardner the idea of a woman being taped up with 13 feet of tape and i think also the mother's um response in the inquest really shook me i i was watching a video a filming of this um i was watching justice denied by Ken Farrell um you've just got to watch it it's just such a powerful piece of documentary and you're there at the inquest hearing the pain the raw pain from Joy Gardner's mother feet of tape adhesive sticky tape a body belt chains handcuffs and tape bound her taped her tied her up taped her head like a mummy for the hereafter and right here after she ceased to breathe they made a mixtape longer than any tape measure could measure police judiciary and hospital taped together a tapestry of events and kept a corpse alive until they could taper their stories to a rounded tip a mother is bound by the red tape of officialdom until things taper off but a mother lights a taper in the darkness until my tears will catch them my tears will catch my tears will catch them jazz and poetry are similar in the idea that um there's this this place or there's this space where you can improvise you can you can uh create a whole new world some of the greatest jazz artists that I'm aware of they, 
there are experts in the in the knowledge of their craft whether whether it's the um the instrument whether it's the history of jazz whether it's um um a wider world of music um when you look at somebody like John Coltrane who d- used everything that he could put his hand so whether it's the, the mystical whether it's the 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 east whether it's africa or uh, or just anything that he could put together to create some of the magical stuff that he he, he does and and i guess i think poetry is that place where we bring we we learn the rules of poetry we learn the rules of form but we break those rules we apply those rules we live within those rules but equally we improvise and and isn't that the best kind of jazz that sometimes when when you just riff off each other and you improvise and you create something in you so yeah i i, I truly think that poetry and um, jazz are our sisters are similar similar things yeah definitely um equally i i believe people overlook the you know there's a there's a there's this kind of rhythm and sounds and 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 syncopation so there's a there's a beat within poetry as well and and how can they not be similar how can they not be different <laughs> so yeah i i hope that makes sense kind of thing um yeah yeah and then of course there's the great my greatest hero is langston hughes langston hughes and jazz are are you you can't separate whatever langston wrote in poetry he kind of reflected in jazz and if you look at some of the things that langston hughes did man it's 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 jazz syncopated in the way that it appears on the on the page and the the way that the form um, sets out on the page langston hughes is a a magician langston hughes is my hero how it feels to be free from the healing next time this is an imaginary conversation um, between a raster and a writer and that's kind of explored especially in the third part of the healing next time this reoccurring appearance of a raster asking us questions dropping philosophy being a witness to our times both both now and in the past and and i guess a hope for the future but most of all this this particular song uh, captures my love for Nina Simone, the, the whole joy of jazz, I hope you feel within this poem. Write it bloody and true. Write the passion of black. Write the psalms of a people. Write the jazz. Write the gospels, write it plain. Write the protest songs from cover to cover. Illuminate the pages with love. How do you write about the hate of centuries and not tear down and burn up? How do you write of the broken lives and dead children and not give the guilty a taste of their own history or watch British rivers and canals filled with pale berries? Listen, 
listen. I wish I could share all the love in my heart. I wish I could break all the things that bind us apart. Listen. Wish you could know what it means to be me. Then you'd see, you'd agree. Everybody should be free. Because Ping. if we ain't, we murder You hear that? That's what you're feeling. Write it. Carry it. I want you to carry it wherever you go. Carry it under your arm, under your pillow. Carry it for another hundred years. No, a thousand years until there's no more crying. No more sorrows until every man of color carries the load. Until we carry his load, her load, together. I and I carrying freedom in the breath that we breathe. And what about Stephen? Joy, Mark, Anthony, Rashan? Not one of them is called Lazarus. After all the inquests, all the post-mortems, all the police inquiries, nobody's found guilty for all that shit. That's what you write. The ping-ping, the rise and the flow, the silence, the violence, the vibrato, and whatever they call it, and then sing it. We are the disciples who bear witness of these things, so write. Write it all. I mean, my association with jazz, especially when I'm writing poetry, I'll have jazz playing in the background. And it can be so inspiring. Like I said, um, Langston News is just a, a, a major insp inspiration to me. Knowing that Langston News loved jazz, he listened to it in the nightclubs, collaborated, I think, I'm not mistaken, with somebody, with, with Monk and, and Mingus and, and others. Um, and yeah, it's, it was a way of life for, for, for Langston News. And I know the way I'm writing is that I'm, I'm trying to associate a connection and, and, and a heart of my poetry to kind of reverberate, to kind of be in tuned with the way that jazz is. And I'm hoping I'm getting there. And it's not just jazz, gospel, R&B. I think music can be so influential to the way that 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 we write and 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 be and and come alive on the page, come alive on the page in the way that you said it and you write it. And I'm forever creating forms, forever trying to to get the sound on the page, as well as the beat, as well as the rhythm in my poetry. As a performer, I have to bring the words to life. So I'm inculcated in, 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 a, in a tradition of, of the spoken uh, 
words in the sense of the oratory tradition of my father, who was a deacon, of the many um, preachers of the gospels that I, that I sat under, and and even myself being a, a, a young preacher uh, from my teenage years, kind of thing. All of this is the gift, is the tools that I was given to be able to to perform. But again, you perform. And, 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 and the writing on the page cannot be separated, cannot be seen as two different forms. I believe the way that we perform is the way that it kind of shows on the page and the way that it's written on the page is often the way we perform. You can't separate both of those th- things. And, and you talk about the oral traditions. When you think of Martin Luther King, when you think of Malcolm X, I have spent years listening to to not only their their philosophy and their theology, but but equally their delivery, which again is so profound and so important to how we perform. To the heron who stood with me in the ruins of another black man's life. This is uh, a poem for 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 my new collection. Living by troubled water again with nine arches out in autumn twenty twenty two and it's a book ended poem, so this is the last poem in the collection and it and it was a response it was written during the period of the George Floyd murder and how and written during the pandemic and I guess two things are happening here i'm I'm trying to find solace, find some sense to what's happening and walking along the canal um, in Tipton. And this collection came together or this poem came together whilst watching and constantly coming back to a heron, this glorious, beautiful, beautiful bird that stood tall on the banks every time I went for a walk. To the heron who stood with me in the ruins of another black man's life. To the heron, long and lean, standing still on the corners where the waters bend. To the heron, gracefully grey, poised at the water's edge. To the heron, painted into the tapestries of reeds, waiting. I want to learn the art of waiting in these dreadful times, thick, engulfing, choking times. To the heron, long-limbed, taking one, two steps, stretching those wings like Jordan, to rise in brilliance. To all herons from the lineage of Banu, he who came into being by himself. To all the herons left school real cool. To the heron, lurking late in the summertime. To the heron, with the slow wing beats of a double bass on a jazz June evening. To the heron, motionless, standing still. To Jill Scott Heron. Whilst I am standing here in the ruins of another black man's life. I am death, cried the vulture for the people of the light yet. Here we stand on the muddy banks alive, longing for change. To all those gliding towards the sunset. Beautiful your name.
Thank you for listening to this podcast featuring the words and poetry of Roy McFarlane. Poems were read by Cam Elliott and Hadia Morris. We'll post links so that you can find out more about Roy, visit his website and buy his collections as part of the show notes for this edition. Sound design and editing in this podcast have been by me, Chris Gregory. If you enjoyed this edition, please check out our recent podcast for National Poetry Day and listen out for our next podcast, which celebrates the 40th anniversary of Seren Books. We'll have an interview with outgoing poetry editor Amy Wack and poems from Kim Moore, Polly Atkin, Di George and other Seren poets. You can subscribe by searching Alternative Stories in your favourite podcast app. Listen out also for an upcoming podcast featuring poet and now novelist Mona Arshi as we look at her debut novel, Somebody Loves You. We'd like to thank Roy McFarlane and Nine Arches Press for their help in the making of this podcast. We always appreciate ratings and reviews, preferably in Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. These help to raise the profile of our podcast, allowing more people to listen and more content to be produced. The Alternative Stories and Fake Realities podcast. Audio drama, poetry, fiction.